When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. We are streaming live on Facebook and YouTube as we look back on Forest One, Derby One, in the company of a fan from each camp. So for Forest, we've got Reds fan Michael Temple. Good evening, Temps. How are you? Good, thanks, Matt. And uh, for the Derby camp, we've got uh, Rams fan James Benstead. Good evening, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. You? Yes, good. I'll, um, obviously, this is a Forest podcast. I'll vouch for Benno, having worked with him for a number of years and being uh, he's a long-standing friend who came on my stag do. So I'll trust him to say reasonable stuff and not wind everyone up too much. <laughs> so um, streaming on Facebook, as ever, do drop your comments in uh, below and I'll put some up on the screen. Gents, um a fair result, what do you think? Uh, Temps, we'll start with you. What did you make of it? Yeah, it was a fair result. I'm sure James is going to bleat on about the linesman <laughs> in, a, in a minute or so, but we, we, we weren't happy with that first half performance as a, as a group of fans, I don't think, but we saw a reaction second half. So, yeah, on balance, I'm happy with that point, extending Hooten's little unbeaten streak and, yeah, hopefully a, a firm foundation on which to build in these next four games. Do you want to bleat about the linesman then or anything the else? The Rams always, always bleat. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was a fair <laughs> result, um, in all honesty. Uh, delighted to have stopped the rot. We, we seem to be um, be on a, a terrible run of form. But I, th- I think in the last three games, we showed some real signs of improvement and um, keep playing like that. And I'm sure the results will come, um, which makes a little bit of a mockery of uh, all the fans calling for cocky to go after five, six games into the season. I thought they were really impressive tonight. And... Uh, have the linesman um, got his spectacles on, we might have run out with three points there. <laughs> we'll come on to that as we go through the game. I mean, to be fair, I actually, I thought Derby were the better side and Forrest, if either side deserved to win, it was Derby. So perhaps Forrest got away with it a bit, but you certainly take the point against your arch rivals. And I think it's been three calendar years now since Derby actually beat Forrest, just to rub that in, James. About, yeah, it's uh, that, that, as well. <laughs> it's been a long <laughs> barren run. Let's start with... Um, Team selection from a Forest point of view, then Temps fans have been crying out for four four two. Houston went four four two, and it was a bit of a flop, to be fair, really. But what did you make of the team when it was announced? Yeah, ultimately it didn't work. First half we were we were blunt up top. I think that Forest fans had, had cried out uh, for for good reason for that shape. I think Lyle Taylor is one of our best players and should be in the side. And Graben's reputation kept him in from the start of the season. So lots of work. For those two to do, if they are going to be the the front two in a four four two, um, on a on an ongoing basis, um, I think the the competition for places in the midfield is a really interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Yatesy proved his worth tonight. You've seen Knockart and Freeman on a Forest bench, which is frightening, really. And I'd be really interested to see who gets the nod going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the team selection in the middle was quite combative, eh? With 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 Arter and and, and Yates. Um, in that pairing to give some license to the to the wide boys, um, but yeah, I was pleasantly uh, pleasantly surprised when I when I saw the side announced. 
Um, then as that first half uh, went on, some of that enthusiasm waned, um, but it's going to take time. And it, it's good to have uh, another tactic in the armory because we have held on to that 4-5-1 for too long. I'm just going to flash up a couple of quick comments before we um, go through the game. I mean, reflecting the views of people, Derby and I cannot get three points from Steve Shelton and Philip Tomlinson, a decent point, and we're improving. Derby are a decent team. Um, I mean, I thought Forrest would win the game, to be fair, and Derby surprised me how good they were. Um, Buchanan seems to be a player that Derby fans aren't too uh, enamoured with, from what I've heard of him. But I thought he was really good first half, James, and caused them a lot of problems, along with Lawrence and um, Jason Knight. Um, what, what, you, you were impressed with Derby's first half performance? Yeah, very much. I, I was impressed with them in the first half against Huddersfield. It's just this lack of cutting edge up front. But I thought Wagon gave us a little bit more tonight and that's why I don't think you can judge the manager just yet with all the injuries and the off-field stuff he's had to deal with um, I thought Shinny and um, Knight won the midfield battle comfortably for most of the game for 70 minutes of it um, which begs the question where does Rooney fit into that because I thought we were more energetic actually without him in the side tonight um, and I thought we looked we looked a little bit better for it um, so it's a difficult one when he comes back uh, where he slots into that because I thought the energy was um, a big plus tonight and Certainly, Buchanan at left back is is a major plus in the last two games. Also, um, I think most Derby fans would admit that eleven million pound for Bogle and Max Lowe, the two fullbacks replaced by Burn and Buchanan at the moment, looks a, a pretty good deal when there's ten million pound in the bank and those two playing on the left and right. So, yeah, yeah positive signs, really. Um, Derby's midfield did give Forrest a bit of a going over in the middle there with that extra man in the first half attempts, even though I thought Yates was was excellent. We we almost relieved when they changed it at half time and Grabham went off injured, but it probably did prove to be a blessing in disguise, didn't it? Yeah, Graham Shinney was hard to play against today. He was um the outstanding player on the Derby side for me. Um so yeah, was was relieved to see that that change made. I think there's there's familiarity to to come for Forrest. And I read Sarah's ratings on the site just, just while I was waiting just before. And I think the one thing we perhaps disagreed on was the performance of Wanu. I thought he was very wasteful today at left back. I think his um, passing was wayward and he didn't quite have the quality on the crosses that he's, he's known for. And on the other side, the, the kind of relationship between Cashy and Joe Lolly was, was telegraphic, telepathic last season. And that, that's not quite there for me at this stage. So, yeah, look, Forrest need to keep experimenting, need to um, find familiarity and find combinations that, that work for them. And in the first half today, it's, it's fair to say that Derby were on top in the midfield. Do you... Oh, let's talk about the goal, actually. We should give Waghorn some credit. I mean, first off, did you think it was a foul? Um, I know you're going to say you did, James. Did you think it was a foul attempt or not? Yeah, he clipped him, didn't he? He clipped him. Yeah, I mean, James, you'd agree. I think he did. Uh, he, it, it wasn't a horrendous one, but it was just uh, it was enough, wasn't it? It was from the side and just clipped the knee on on the replay. There was enough for him to go down. Um, I thought both the Forest four, but it was Christie on the right, wasn't it? And mm. Yarno on the left, both were giving daft free kicks away and giving us a chance to put a lot of balls and pressure into the box. Just repeated throughout the game, didn't seem to learn from the mistakes, and um, yeah, relieved a lot of pressure for us. Yeah, I thought Forrest's discipline was poor throughout the game, actually, giving Niggly stupid free kicks away. I, I like Taylor, but I thought he gave quite a lot away as well. Um, the um, Yeah, I thought it was a free kick. After Lawrence's blatant dive, I think I've had more proper contact with the Nigerian princes than Lawrence had with Forrest players tonight. But, uh, 
Seen him given. I saw you put on Twitter. <laughs> seen him given. You've seen him given, yeah. But uh, it, would, it would have been a terrible decision. You should have been booked for it. The free kick itself. Temps, do you have any blame at all for um, Samba? The commentators on Sky, I thought, were a bit harsh questioning his movement. I thought that was pretty unsavable, to be fair. No, it was a worldie. I don't think you can blame the keeper at all. Sometimes you get that um, that whip that it was dipping as well. It was well-placed. Um, I, I wasn't backing him. I think striding up, I thought it was perhaps uh, a couple of yards too far to get it uh, up and down. But yeah, you've got to, got to applaud the strike. Reminds me of uh, my effort in the Cardiff Combination League a few years ago, which I know you've seen on Twitter, Matt. I have seen on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, the goalie was way out of position. <laughs> um, give Waghorn credit, James. I know Derby is short of strikers. I thought Waghorn had a good game and he's yeah, played with back. I think for his first 90 minutes of the season, after only sort of 20-odd in the week, he, he was superb. He held the ball up well, won a lot of free kicks, backing in and making it difficult and, and holding the ball up. So, yeah, I don't think you could really criticise the keeper. It was um, it was a worldie, wasn't it? I think any lower, half a foot lower, and he probably tipped it over the bar, but the position it was, he, he couldn't do a great deal about it. Certainly once he took the, that much-vaunted much step to the left that the Sky commentators um, kept going on about. Uh, Huffy72 says dived all over the place and uh, long-haired Yeti uh, you get some names on here don't you uh, said dive all day so we'll uh, assume this, that's the, the goal we're talking about I think we'll agree to disagree on that one um, someone here says about uh, Levince Ellis do you think this one up top is working I mean actually Temps it did work second half didn't it it didn't work first half particularly yeah, it did. I think you've got to understand that four-five-one can also be four-three-three in possession, and particularly the way that Forest play with those um, defensive-minded midfielders or box-to-box midfielders in in, in Yates and Arta. It's not always a, a defensive tactic. You know, I'm not. I don't want to compare Forest to Barcelona, but for years they played that four-five-one in defence, which very quickly became a four-three-three. So we shouldn't always see a team sheet with either Graben or Taylor on there as a shutting up shop because it's not if there's licence given to those attacking midfielders. Yeah, we used um, surprised by Derby, um, Forrest playing the two up top, because uh, they hadn't done it all season, James. Was it a kind of uh, of interesting selection to you? Yeah, it didn't surprise me, because I think he's gone for the jugular a little bit, hasn't he? He's seen our recent record, and we're not scoring many goals, so he perhaps took the risk that you know we can throw caution to the wind a little bit, put him under some real pressure in the home game, albeit without fans in the stadiums unfortunately but yes I'm not surprised but I didn't think it worked particularly well um I've just seen Chris Hewton's interview actually and I thought he was a bit harsh on Derby saying oh we settled fairly defensively in a 5-4-1 and broke out of it quickly I don't think that is a 5-4-1 for us I think it works a lot better with the three centre-halves and Byrne and Buchanan didn't do a great deal of defending actually they played more as as wingers for large parts of the game which is how he wants to go and I thought that worked quite well I don't think it was a I don't think it was a five-four-one defensive setup. I thought we had enough um, enough attacking options in that format. True, true. So um, grabbing off at half-time and temps knockout on. What did you make of knockout? He's getting a lot of praise on social media for his performance. Yeah, just that all-round quality. Always wants the ball. Very assured <laughs> when he's got it. There's that delivery with left foot. You saw it from the corners straight away, um, and the the ball that he whipped in. Um, for the for the for the goal as well was 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 pretty special. I think he's going to become the set piece taker. He's going to become the guy that you want on the ball in the final third. And he's he's going to unlock defenses. And um, this is a guy that Fulham paid ten million pounds for um, not so long ago. 
So I think Forrest have got a um, a really strong signing there. He's dominated the championship for a, a long period of time. And I think he can have a real impact, particularly in this this run of four games we've, we've got coming up, which look very winnable. So what happens now then? Who I mean, let's assume Graben's available for Luton and not injured, having gone off injured tonight. Uh, does Knockhart come in? And if so, who are you leaving out for the next game? Yeah, Knockhart and Taylor both have to start the next game for me. I think the players looking over their shoulders are Yates, Samiobi, Freeman, who are competing for that final place. There's potentially a lack of leaders in the Forest side at the minute. I think having lost Benny Watson and with um, Joe Worrell and, and, and Michael Dawson out of the squad at the minute, Grabs had the armband. I noticed that Harry Arter um, took that on in the in the second half. So, yeah, look, some experience needed there. Um, Sam Bissot become a bit of a... Um, forgotten man quite quickly as we talk about all these exciting attacking midfielders who want to get into the side. Um, but he's a player that can add, add a lot to the team. And I think Hooten would be unwise to um, dismiss giving Samba so a start as we, as we get into these, into these fixtures. Who do I think will miss out? I think Amiobi. I think he um, shows flashes of brilliance, doesn't he? He has the occasional touch where he looks completely unplayable. Um, but there are some inconsistencies in his game as well. And I know that's going to happen when you're a player that tries things in the final third. You're going to fall over or chiv one out of, uh, out of play every now and again. Um, but I think his place in the side is, is looking um, at risk, um, especially given the impact of, of knockout in this game. Let's put a couple of comments up from what people are saying. Uh, Steve Borman, knockout was uh, a different level. Um, uh Agree. A comment here from Sam Jacklin about who should come in and who should come out. Knockart and Taylor in, Sammy and Lewis Graven out. Um, back to the game, James. Then I thought Derby looked all too comfortable to to Forest equalised. Were you feeling a bit too relaxed there at home watching the game? Do you think? No, never relaxed watching Derby. I've seen it too many times. Um, that, that second chance to Shinny just fell to the wrong guy on his wrong foot. I think if that fell to anyone else, Lawrence just puts his laces through it and probably 2-0. But so that was a bit unfortunate from a Derby perspective. But um, no, no, I, you can always see Forrest coming back into it. And like you say, knockout was a massive difference. He always plays well against Derby, always has done for Brighton, Fulham, wherever he's been. Um, always seems to score against us as well. But equally, I, as an opposition fan, I don't like playing against Amiobi. He always looks like he's going to make something happen. Um He's awkward. He fr- I, get, I get he's frustrated at times for home fans, but equally, he's just yeah, he just looks like he's got some sort of X factor about him. He's going to make something happen at any point. Um, but yeah, we. I guess looking back on it now, when it, you're not in the in the heat of the moment, we were fairly comfortable for large parts of it. it started looking a bit dodgy from set pieces, if anything. Um, but yeah, I thought we we at least deserved a point and, and could have stole it at the end, as previously discussed. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that shinny that shinny chance. I should, I've written down in my notes here. That was uh, the turning point in a sense. Temps. I mean, would Forest have come back from two 0 No, you, you're dead at you're dead at two 0 at that stage of the game. I think um, like it, it was, wasn't it? He was he was the outstanding player in the in the game for Derby, um, but he's he's not a goal scorer. Uh, he's uh, he's a piano shifter rather than a piano player, and you would have liked uh, pretty much anybody else to to have the ball at their feet. Lawrence was impressive as well. We haven't really spoken about him, but he causes problems. I think he had a turn of pace, um, which I hadn't really appreciated before, but another player with real quality on the ball um, that, that seemed to cause us uh, problems throughout the game. 
yeah, you do love to hate Lawrence, but uh, I actually thought he was really good, and I didn't realise he was that quick when he he, he ran uh, lolly at one point. Uh, uh, for you, James, do you think if maybe if Lawrence and Waghorn were a hundred percent, then perhaps Derby would have gone on to win the game? Um, I'm not sure about that. Matt. I think we got a good seventy eighty minutes out of both of them. Um, they didn't look jaded anyway, did they? For that time, I think maybe after an hour, Lawrence started fading a little bit, looking a bit tired, but he was still dangerous from set pieces and stuff. Well, I should mention Josiak, who I thought was brilliant on the other side. I thought he's just got something about him where he, he's one of these who doesn't look quick, but he just drifts past players and glides past people. And he's um, he's certainly got something about him. He's grown into into the English style now, having, having had four or five games. We've got high hopes for him, I think, as fans. So, yeah, I think it's it's looking positive. Now we've got a centre-forward. I think it's no secret that we needed a number nine and... Um, Chris Martin's out there banging goals and assists in for Bristol City and um, we couldn't offer him the money he obviously wanted to stay. So that was a big miss. Um, and this is why I think you've got to give Pocky time. He's, he's been dealt some terrible hands off the field in terms of injuries and all the other nonsense that's gone on in the past 12 months. So I think it's very premature for Cook to call for him to go. He doesn't look in any way like he's lost the dressing room. The performance tonight showed that. You know, To go there and be the better side for 60 minutes of the 90 there was... Um, doesn't look like a manager who who's struggling to me. So I just think we need to believe in the in the project for want of a better description. Um, I'm like a Sky commentator there, but yeah, we you know it, when he took over from Lampard, Lampard left a mess, and and the fans said we need to trust him to bring the young players through and the long term project. Give him three, four transfer windows. Well, that's the period we're in now. This is where we need to keep keep the trust that he'll get it right. We can't suddenly start saying, "Oh, we'll go back to square one and rip rip the book up again." So. Yeah, I think we just need to stick with it. And there's enough positive signs there that we could play like that. We could go on and win two or three on the spin and everything looks a bit different. Yeah, they certainly didn't look like Forrest in the latter days of Lamucci, where Forrest looked doomed. I thought Derby were good. I'm going to give you a second chance to moan about the ref now, James. Um, <laughs> Forrest goal. Uh, Derby suggested there was a push on Davis. Are you going to go with that as a Rams fan or not? I thought it was a bit. It was a mess, wasn't it? It was a mess in there. And you think if had it been VAR, there's probably hands on shirts and all sorts of things, and which might rule it out. But equally, I guess you've got to stand up to the the rugged physical nature of the game, haven't you? And <laughs> I didn't buy Kaku's argument that the players then interfering with um, the keeper's line of sight. It's, it's far too close to him. It's, it's not offside. He's free to whack it in, and he does do. Um, but yeah, I think at the other end, it's an entirely different story. I don't think whether Waggons within three yards of his line of sight or thirty yards, I don't think the keeper saves that. It's right in the corner, um, and it should be three points. I can feel Cocky's frustration there. Oh, you've jumped ahead. Go on then, Temps. Let's talk about that disallowed goal. Do you know what? If that was a Forest goal, I would want it to stand, to be honest. Uh, I know Waghorn's momentum is carrying him in towards Samba's line of sight, but I can see why Koku was annoyed. Do you think Forest might have got away with one there or not? Well, look, this is where I'll sound like I'm bleating. If I was a neutral watching that game, I'd expect the Forest goal to stand and I'd expect the Derby goal to be disallowed. And there's a reason for that. And it's the peripheral vision of the keeper and the position of the two players who you know were or weren't interfering on the, on the, in those goals is, is markedly different. Waghorn jumped over that ball. He was, he was active. He was... Three yards away from it. Yeah, well, <laughs> depends, depends when you press pause, doesn't it? Depends when you press pause. But I, I think any neutral would, would attest that the, the, the correct decisions were made. I think uh, as far as the Forest goal is concerned, when the ball drops in the box, you've, you've got to put it away. And that's what Lyle Taylor did. 
against Rotherham when the ball was dropping in the box, and it did several times. Forest were flapping at it and just just couldn't couldn't ram it home. So um, yeah, I don't think that the Derby fans have much of a right to to feel bitter. There's always an incident in these games, um, and yeah, fortunately we're on the right side of it tonight. Yeah, I'd say that I think if you pour. I don't think we want VAR in the championship, do we? But I guess if we had it tonight and the referee goes and looks at a monitor on the side of the pitch at the point of impact with Josviak's foot, I think he concludes that Waghorn's two, three yards to the left of the keeper's side of vision and the goal stands and he didn't save it anyway. So I guess we have to agree to disagree on that. I will agree with, I will agree with that. If, if, the, if uh, the player hadn't have been there, the finish was um, right in the corner and Samba was never getting that. So I think the... Um, the disappointment should be with the awareness of the of the player to be where he was because there was no need yeah. for him to be there and he was clearly offside. Yeah, I think the jump is not a jump over the ball. It's a jump to try and... Because he's knowing he's infringing on the keeper, isn't he, a little bit? So he jumps to sort of try and alleviate that. Um, Which probably highlights it even more. Yeah, it did. It did. Whereas if he, like you say, with his momentum, if he managed to stand still and stay back five yards away and just put the arms up, he's nowhere near it. But he couldn't do that, unfortunately. But... Uh, you know, I still, I still think, and I'm, I'm maybe I am biased, but I still think if the referee looks at that on a monitor, um, then the goal stands because he sees that he's too. I see all the linesmen give it because from his view, it looks like he has jumped over the ball. But I think if the referee sees it again, he might be, he might have a different view. Yeah, it's interesting. If there was VAR, then it, I think a ref might have given it because it comes down to the ref then, doesn't it? You it's, never know, do you? No, exactly. The intricacies of VAR. So, yeah, I don't want uh, VAR in the championship at all. Um, Forest goal then, Taylor mm. gets it. Do you think this is the Taylor up and running now, uh, attempts or not? Yeah, I do. I was really impressed with uh, him last season. Did the the old YouTube research when it was announced that we were signing him and, and obviously watched him at the City ground where he was a real handful playing against us. Last year, I think he's a really good all-round player. He plays with fire in his belly. He's got that aggression. A couple of niggly fouls tonight, um, but I wouldn't want to be a defender on his shoulder. And he's got the quality as well. I think we need to get the service right. We're clearly putting more crosses into the box this season than we were last. Uh, a couple of them a bit behind him over his head today. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna back him to get somewhere near uh, 15, 16 goals in this in this his first season at Forest. I don't think we can rely on Lewis to be hitting 25 again. So they're, they're both going to have to chip in with, with that kind of number if they're going to prove to be a strike force that's going to get us somewhere near the top six, which still looks a long way off at the minute. Um, but yeah, look, he, he proved his quality tonight. He was first to react and there was, there was real quality in the finish. Yeah, with Graben out of form, you're doing Taylor to chip in with goals. Although similarly, you wonder if Graben's out of form because Taylor's here and he's not the main man anymore. And Perhaps that's a contributing factor, but you do would would imagine that Graben's calibre would get him back to what he was soon. He looks he looks a different bloke at the minute. I think that when he rounded the keeper against Rotherham and, and put that that left foot shot wide, it was it was apparent that he wasn't um, playing on instinct. He'll he'll get it back. You know, he's had these spells before and consistently now for three or four years. I think it is he's been. Um, you know, on an aggregate basis, the highest the highest score in the championship. So um, that'll come back, but he's, he's having a, a rough patch at the minute and Lyle Taylor needs to, to step into his boots and, um, yeah, not a few himself. Um, nervy last 10 minutes then. Did did you anyone see any side going on to win it? Benno, did you think there was a goal in it for your lot or Forrest? I thought there might be. I thought when Sibley came, it's nice to have some options on the bench now where I go on Lawrence and Bax. I thought Sibley was really bright when he came on. I thought Holmes was neat and tidy. So, 
Rooney's to come back into that. And Felix uh, played today in under 23s, and so is Jordan Ivey scored a uh, screamer into the top corner, which is all all good. He just needs to get some fitness. Um, so yeah, I guess the signs are good, and this is why the manager needs time to to bring that all together. It's you know we've still got 39 games to go, and as you know, there are plenty of teams that put runs together between now and the end of the season and emerge from nowhere. So I don't think anything to panic about yet. It'd just be, uh, I think everyone just feel a bit better um, at this end of the A52 if um, we could just put a couple of wins on the board. Are you of the same sentiments, Temps, about Forrest and a couple of wins on the board and we're moving in the right direction under Houston at the moment? Yeah, I mean, look, there are two reasons for optimism for me, right? So uh, Chris Eaton has made us hard to beat. He's unbeaten in three. And he took over a team that was easy to beat. We were rolling over in uh, in some of those games in the early part of the season. We now have this this run of four, uh, Luton and Borough away, followed by Coventry and Wickham at home. I think there's 10 points in those four games. That's an optimistic statement. Um, but given the depth of the squad, given the introduction of, of knockout, and I think there'll be continued improvement from, from within and across the wider squad as well. Um, I've got, I, I do feel confident. I think that we're seven games in. Admittedly, we're 20 from the championship. It's not where we want to be. Um, let's see where we are after 15 games and reassess. But I'm backing Chris Hooten. I think he's a, a proven quality manager in the championship. I think he's got a really good squad of players around him. And, you know, I might, I might uh, have to eat these words at some stage, but there's no way this side, this squad, there's no way this squad will finish in the bottom half of the championship. Just not possible. Right, we'll finish with um, Forest Man of the Match. So if people want to drop uh, their Man of the Match in the comments, I'll put a few in. Um, uh, right, Benno, because this is a Forest podcast, I'm not really bothered who Derby's Man of the Match was. So were there any um, Forest players who, uh, as not a neutral, but uh, you know, as someone who doesn't see Forest often, are there any Forest players that stood out to you? Um, I thought Knockout was a difference when he came on. I thought if anyone was going uh, was going to pinch it for you, it was going to be him. He was going to create something or or cut inside as he does from the right and whip one into the top corner, which I've seen him do against us several times. Um, it was nice to know that everything's still all right with the world, that Cyrus Christie's a worldie in the final third, but can't play in the defensive third. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was... It was um, but, yeah, I'd say probably probably knockout. I always like Harry Arthur, who's neat and tidy, but he's always got a naughty foul in him, hasn't he, as well, near the end with a yellow card there. Excellent. That's <laughs> what we need. That's what we've been yeah. lacking. We've been way too soft for too long. Oh, let's put some comments up. Uh, Knockout uh, from Steve Borman. Oh, hang on, that's Steve Borman again. Steve Cash, sorry. Knockout, Dean Spencer. Knockout, uh, Ian Andrew Spriggins, McKenna. And there was another one from McKenna as well. Are you going to say Knockout attempts or someone else? No, Yates was one of the match today. Knockout did well when he came on and he, he will... Uh, be the star of the, star of the show, I'm sure, and and, and have that um, have that award at some point in the next four games. But Yates' all round game, it wasn't just uh, you know a tackling, winning the head, is breaking it up kind of display tonight. He was the linchpin. He was playing. He was playing wall passes. He was moving the ball quickly. I thought he was really really tidy tonight. And yeah, in, in my view, was the was the man of the match and probably disproved um, the sentiments of a few Forest fans who are. A little bit negative when he's in the side, but you know, let's let's not forget he's he's one of our own. He's 22, 23 next month, still developing as a player, um, but he, he looks increasingly at home in the championship. And if we're to unlock the flair of knockout, he's going to need Ryan Yates in the side. 
Yes, you've rallied the Yates Brigade a bit there. Tom Clifton said Yates. <laughs> Darren Oram says Yates. And Lawrence Ellis says Yates. And I'll agree with you for Yates. I thought he was excellent all over the pitch defensively and breaking forwards. And one of the bugbears about Forest fans is that he can't pass the ball. But I don't agree with that. Um, I can't remember him giving the ball he's, away. Yeah, I thought he was a little bit like he's a little bit like Matt Oakley used to be for Derby. You don't notice him a great deal in the game, but the stuff he does do is neat and tidy and... You know, he just does his job and keeps things ticking over in there, and that's perhaps why he's overlooked. That's a, it used to be the same with with Matt Oakley. Yeah, he's a player. He's a player every team needs. I think he's not gonna he's not gonna win you matches on his own, but he's gonna help you win matches and certainly not lose them. Uh, right, let's finish up. Temps, just give us a prediction for the next few weeks. Is this uh, Forest got some fairly inviting fixtures? Are Forest going to go on a big winning run now? Yeah, I think I said before, we're going to get 10 points from these four games. I think, um, look, teams can turn it on at home. So let's let's put Luton or Borough down for a draw or we'll win the other one. We've got to beat Coventry and Wickham at home. The resources we have, um, the momentum we're, we're developing, um, I'd be really disappointed if, if that wasn't back-to-back wins. So I'm looking at these next four games as a bit of a, bit of a segment and uh, backing us to get 10 points from them. Excellent. Uh, well, I think we'll leave it there for tonight. We'll be back on Tuesday with um, a good episode looking ahead to the next game with Luton with a couple of guests on that. Uh, thanks to everyone who watched along, especially as it's 10.45 on a Friday night and there's been a lot of people watching and commenting, so we appreciate that. Uh, thanks to you both for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it, gents. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Good. It's kind of mandatory there that I pause for you to say yes, whether you enjoyed it or not. So I do appreciate you saying yes. Uh, yeah, we'll see you again soon, everyone. So thanks for watching and have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.